So why do you think when you start something new, so much anxiety forms and I guess a lot of thinking goes into what's about to happen? Like, why? Like, tell me, how do y'all feel about that? What's y'all take on that? So when JC, I think we should have JC tell kind of the story because I didn't get nervous until I started thinking about it. Yeah. Like after you brought it up, I'm like, dang, maybe I should be kind of nervous. Wait, about how you was feeling um, before we like drop like that week we dropped the podcast that first week. That whole week I was just like off. <laughs> like it was like someone was always bothering me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just um, I think at least personally, it's always feeling like not being good enough or bad at something. I think that's what kind of triggers me the most is is not living up to what you want to be or what you think you can be. So um, I think that's where my I guess anxiety or whatever you want to call it um, comes from, or it's just simply not performing high enough. Yeah, I ain't getting nervous till like after. So if we're talking about the podcast, because like I said, after I'm like, dang, why was he nervous? And then I understood the permanence of everything we put in <laughs> out because even we recorded for a month and then threw all those away because we felt like we was different people. I'm like, once they get out, like it's there, and we're continuously changing every week. We come back every day. We come. We're different people. I wasn't, I would say, nervous. It was more so when I would listen back to it before we would get ready to post it, and I'd be like, I'd be, you know, I'm very critical of myself, you know, um, in a way that I want to be better, I want to get better, and I know that I can do better. So when I was listening to some of the things that we were recording, I'm like, oh, Kwan, you should have said this, mm-hmm. or you should have said it this way. You Why'd you talk like that? And um, I was getting so, like, nitpicky, and... um that was like, okay, so if I'm if it's gonna be out there forever, I need to make sure that I'm coming with my A game. So I put that pressure on myself to make sure that I come prepared to speak about whatever it is that we speak about. And then I feel like also doing that, putting that pressure on myself, getting anxious about that self puts me in a place of unnaturalness. Mm-hmm. I didn't we didn't start a podcast to not be ourselves, not be authentic and not to be able to have conversation that flows. So I call myself I'm like, okay, like just go out and, you know, go to each podcast, you know, do what you can, speak as clearly as you can. And I'm still critical. Like, I go back, I listen, gosh, said that again. I got to cut that out of my vocabulary or whatever. But now I use it as a as a motivator, like, you know, looking for different ways to improve, you know, my speech, my clarity, um, the message that I want to convey to people and to make sure that it's simple enough to understand and but not so simple to where people think there's more to understand, mm-hmm. you know, like a haiku. <laughs> you read one of those poems, you be like, ah, okay, I'm gonna scratch my head for a minute and figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, do ever, um, do you ever feel like um, that sometimes you might be hard on yourself before somebody else can be hard on you? I definitely, definitely mm-hmm. feel that it's like basically like I'm hard on myself. Then someone comes to me and like, hey, um, you said this, would you? I'm like, I already know. I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, to make sure that I'm a step ahead, you feel mm-hmm. me? But um, I feel like now, right now, I'm washing all of that away. Like I am learning to slow down and to um, not just talk from an intellectual standpoint, but from a very authentic, a very source-oriented standpoint coming from myself rather than just of what I think I know or um, what I think people want to hear. You know, I want to be myself because that's the best, that's the best thing that I can be. That's, and that's, that's my greatest power. You know, I feel like there's always anxiety 
when you start new things or when things happen and you don't know what's going to happen after you've encountered it. Um, so I'm just like, I want to learn how to like not let that affect me. And I, and I feel like I have been, cause there's been things happening and, um, I've had to respond rather than react. I've had to let my humanness kind of show, you know, my emotions, they might, you know, flare, but I become very conscious of it so that I can, you know, bring it back down to soothe it out. Because typically when you have anxiety, it's because you're anxious about something in the future, something that's not known. When you have pain, psychological pain, mental pain, whatever you want to call it, um, it's because you're stuck on the past. Mm-hmm. So when you can find that middle way, that, pa- that, that way to stay present and not let your mind drift so far ahead to things that you don't know, it can make these you know, audacious, like, pictures that seem like they're going to be so real, but, you know, in reality, you don't know. So that's what I do. I, I just bring it back to presence. I, I bring it, I, I breathe a deep breath, and I ask myself the question, like, like, why are you so uptight right now? Like, what what, what reason do you have to be uptight in this moment? And um, usually that, like, that just settles me back down. I'm like, okay, breathe. And then now, now that I can breathe, I can, like, I can start thinking again rather than reacting. And then I can kind of, I can talk myself through it and, um, you know, make these goals for myself on how I want to improve from that or how I want to not let this overtake me and continue to learn and grow from that to see what, what is it that I'm clinging to in some shape, some form that is causing all these feelings to arise that I, I, I think I got to be so critical of myself. You guys talk about like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and I just feel like it's super conducive to our self-reflection and our growth because if we never started recording for real, you would have never been able to go back and see how it was that you were talking and maybe mm-hmm. what words you could have used um, to, to, for it to be better. And it's kind of like we, we talk about often just like if you want to be good at something, be bad at it first. Yeah. So I kind of just try to let go of I'm I'm stressing myself out, and maybe this all this bad stuff that's stressing me out or making me anxious may happen, but it may not. Also, and I'm sitting here and I'm putting all this pressure on myself. I was um just talking to my mom yesterday, you know, about a situation, and um, you know, we were talking about like, you know, what if this happened or this could have happened, and I just thought to myself, you know, we could go on and on about what could have happened and what if this did happen, but it didn't. It didn't happen. And so there's no point to talk about it. That's just going to make you more anxious. And mm-hmm. and you're going to start to identify or cling to what could have happened mm-hmm. and let that be the reality in your life except instead of what actually did happen. I feel like that relates so much to sports, man, because especially um, learning new players all the time, um, new game plan every week. Um, it was It's just crazy because you – it's been so many times you, like, you knew – you thought you knew what you was doing or you felt so right or just everything was aligned and then boom, mistake. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, like, what do you do? Do you say, Oh, like, um, I knew I couldn't do it or, or that's just one mistake. Like, how do you talk to yourself to get past that? Cause I know, um, uh, you make mistakes every day in practice over stuff. They get drilled into you. So it's like, you know it, but in the time it was just, maybe it just forgot for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, I think um, just being an athlete and dealing with uh, the mistakes so much, like the constant mistakes, and then having to go over it, having the feedback, and then going through it in your head and dealing with your self-talk, I think it's like 
it, it taught me a lot. Life like it, it like made me grow faster. You know what I'm saying? Because you just so many mistakes day in and day out, and then especially watching it on TV. Like, come on now, like <laughs> on TV, you see your mistakes. Even in the games, you feel it. You know what I'm saying? But you also got to know that. You know what I'm saying? It's it might have been new, it might have been over. Regardless, you gotta have that self talk and be able to keep going. And that's what's important is to be able to accept your mistakes gracefully and not to judge yourself. If you're unshakable in your acceptance of the mistakes, you will be graceful when anyone else tries to come and criticize you because you know you made a mistake and that you and you have that confidence um cultivated inside of you to know that you're gonna get better from this mistake. And that's so important because I mean Honestly, you know, I think about Naomi, my daughter, of course. Um, and, you know, going yesterday and seeing um, Weston and Remy and, you know, them getting older. And I'm just thinking I got my own little sister who's getting older and, you know, she's learning things and coming into her way in her own way. Um, and I just think about one day Naomi's going to have to go through something hard and I'm not going to be able to necessarily... Like, just wipe it away for her. I'm not going to be able to walk her through that holding her hand. I can be there on the outside, but I know that to a to an extent, I have to surrender and let her go through what she has to go through because that's a part of life. That's a part of nature. And that's hard. It's hard to know, like, my, my baby girl that smiles all the time one day is going to be crying because of some something that happened at school, playing with friends or, you know, just going through something life-changing and, um, I'm only going to be able to help to a certain point, you know, and that's where it comes in. That's that's where that anxiety starts to, you know, starts to, you know, brew up. It's like you're sitting, you're, 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 you're anxious because you're thinking so far ahead. You're thinking about things that have not happened yet at all that you don't even know will happen. You're, you're just kind of projecting off the basis of what you know about society. And I, you know, I look at her and I'm like, you know, I can think so much about what's, what could happen and let that spoil this moment now. Let my mind not be in this moment, you know, absorbing her, taking her in, embracing her right this second. Like, you know, continue to think of what could happen in the future or I could just be here. I could just literally just be here now, embrace this moment and love her as much as I can. And when I catch myself thinking too far ahead, I, you know, I, I eventually I have to bring myself back. And I just realized, like, anything that's not right now is not important. Um, and when the time comes to where I have to, you know, deal with some of these things that I'm anxious about now, I will deal with it then when that moment arises. But before then, it's just about what's in front of me. What does that self-talk like, look like for you? You can say it. You, like, how do you bring that back in? What do you tell yourself? I, I'm human, you know, I let that human emotion, I feel it, I let it, you know, arise and things like that. I don't try to be a superhuman or an immortal when it comes to feelings. I don't try to repress them. I let it come. And then, you know, I pause for a second. I take a few deep breaths, typically three deep breaths, until I feel level-headed, equal-minded, um, just where I, where I feel I did not let the emotion take me over and that I can still kind of force it out, you know, let it let it um, play its part and then force it to the side so that now I can actually access my rational thinking mind, my mind where, you know, I have all my tools and my, and my equipment to deal with, you know, anxious situations or, you know, emotionally turbulent um, situations and whatnot. 
And after I've taken those three deep, deep breaths, I, you know, I access my toolbox and I just, I think through the whole situation, close my eyes and, you know, meditate for like a, a minute, a second, and um, really gather what, whatever's going on. And then I say what I have to say. And when I get it out, I get it out in the most um, practical way going forward. You know, I, I rattle off what I'm feeling and stuff like that. And then after that, I just feel... Whew. Before I do anything, I try to always tell myself um, we're going to learn from everything we're doing. So everything I do, I try to really focus on what exactly I'm doing to the detail and be like, how can I make this um, better? How can I be better from this? Like whether it's good, bad, even if I don't have the outcome that I want, um, might bother me for a little bit. But regardless, I know I'm going to keep going. So me is just being intentional and really trying to look at everything as a way to grow. I think that's the baseline for me is whatever I'm doing, just gonna grow there's no other option so yeah that's how I feel I do I do that too like being intentional leading up to it I don't necessarily have that talk with myself before it but just know like if it doesn't end up my way like I did my best I did everything that I could in my power I didn't skip any steps and if I did I didn't intentionally skip that step so if it turns out however it turns out it's like I did the best that I could mm-hmm. yeah I just try to be the best that I can every at everything you know there's always going to be work that needs to be done, but I try to put my best foot forward every single time. So that way at the end, no matter the outcome, I know like I could feel good about it. I know in um, college, uh, coaches always say, um, don't make the same mistake twice. And I kind of also try to use that too. It's like, if you do go in there, something happened, you don't really like, or don't go your way. Just understand that. Don't let that happen again. You make another mistake, but <laughs> don't let that one mistake happen again. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. So is it like the same, do you handle it in the same way emotionally when, you know, say something happens that just was completely, you know, out of mind, out of, that's a, like just, it's a shock to you. So what I can relate to that the most, like something that'll get, I feel like could get me the most out of my element is like, like if something crazy happened on Turo, then I just got to tell myself like, like certain things do happen that are out of our control and that, you know, let's say a, a, a guest and you know, something goes wrong, and I feel like, oh, my gosh, they're going to give me a bad rating. I don't want a bad rating. And um, that's that's something that really could get me out of there. And it can, not, it can like, knock me off balance for, like, a couple hours. And it takes for Ash to be like, all right, just chill, let it go. Whatever happens is going to happen. Um, but I, I breathe a lot, too. And she, sometimes she'd be thinking it's an attitude because I'll do it, like, real deep. She'd be like, <laughs> what's up? I'm like, nothing. I'm actually trying to chill, so stop poking the bear, okay? I'm trying to breathe, like, through this. Stop. But that that's something I do. Like, I'll just breathe first and then go back to everything, like, how, how it all played out. And uh, with the self-talk, I'm, I'm in between, like, compassionate for myself. It really depends on the situation. I'm in between, like, compassionate and David Goggins with myself. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on the situation. I definitely feel you. Feel you um I feel like the, one of the key things that I always I always say now is every everything is it it just is and um you don't have to label it you don't have to assign it a category or anything like that just let let it happen I have to give myself time to feel my emotions because at first I feel like I'll run from my emotions like off rip so for me to say something happened I don't like I'm upset about it I would I would have to allow myself to be down or whatever I'm feeling allow me to feel that because. If I go and do something else, like I'm like it's me naturally, I'm just gonna push it to the back. Mm-hmm. I'm saying eventually it's gonna come up, but for me, I have to. I let myself feel it though. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like it's hard for people to be like, okay, let me sit here and feel this. Because you don't want to feel it. You want to run away from it. But the only reason you want to run away from it because you think that it's bad or you think that it's negative or you want to run more towards it because you think that it's pleasurable and that it's good. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that is what um, kind of disintegrates people. You know, looking at it as a duality, as pleasure and pain, real, you know, looking at them as two opposites rather than two things that exist because the other exists. Mm-hmm. For me, I want to step back from that. And just look at it and just watch the roller coaster go, you know, not identifying with neither part of where the roller coaster goes, but just seeing it as a middle line as this is life and this is how things happen. Like you had something that happened where you like recognize that, like, okay, this this is exactly how it's supposed to be. Like it's happening all for a reason. Cause like even when we opened up our business and even from from jump, like we were having a difficult time with the city that we were opening it. And I'm like, dang, why us? Like, everything's laid out. We were supposed to just come in here and open up. Why is it taking eight weeks? And we're going through this. And, like, how I came up, my mom would say things like, when it rains, it pours, and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. like, the, the, that's just how she came up. That's all she knew. It's just that, those kinds of quotes. And I we turned it around, and it we might be the first people in our family to ever, do like, say something. And we're just like, we're going through this so that way the next person who wants to do something like this like we can walk them through it make mm-hmm. it easier for them and that's exactly what we did when we ended up selling the business because they had to go through all the steps and we ended up you know doing it for them but to keep that mindset throughout the whole thing like okay this is exactly what's supposed to be happening no matter how rough it might get no matter the fact that we about to move into the back of a business like it's all because of what's to come like did something happen for you like for that switch to go off like okay like or were you were you ever negative like that? Like when it rains, it pours and things like that. Like, no, um, definitely. I definitely used to, you know, subscribe to thoughts like that until I started to realize that those thoughts wasn't true. Because every time it rains, it doesn't pour. It sprinkles sometimes. It mists sometimes. And I used to always say, oh, so, you know, something got, got to happen. But that's not true because there's days where nothing happens that you did not want to happen. So that's not true as well. And for me, you know, plenty of plenty of things happened. And, um, you know, just for, like for and the nearest example for, um, you know, just with the NFL and everything like that coming back or moving down here after that, you know, um, I could have said, well, this was always a possibility, and it was, but I could identify what it was always a possibility because I've seen this person go through it, seen this person go through it. And I, I realized if I attached to that this was always a possibility or I should have known something was going to happen or, or um, of course, COVID came, if I would have attached to that, I would have still been on that. I would have still been the same person I was two, what was that, two years, two years ago. So I had read a post on Instagram that was like, if you're overly critical with yourself, there's a good chance you're overly critical with the people around you. And it's a good chance the pattern developed in response to being held to unrealistic standards as a child. But for you, do you feel like that's from playing football like your entire life and try to live live up to their, their standards? The reason that you, you became so like overcritical about yourself and watching the film and trying to be back, like trying to notice your mistakes before they do so that way you could be like, I already knew that. I seen that already. You can't yeah. tell me nothing I ain't already know. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I used to um, almost think too far ahead or envision too much. I don't know if that's the right words to say, but almost like 
when something, as soon as something don't go as planned, it's like, oh, it's over with. <laughs> but, you know, like trying to go back to the routine we had before pregame and stuff, just kind of, just trying to stay in the now, like routine. Are you overcritical yeah. with other yeah. people too? Like, yeah, it was, uh, I feel like that. And then also just kind of the coaches and then I feel like my dad, you know what I mean, kind of always like just making sure I'm good, just coaching me, but at the same time taking it, taking it negative. So it's like almost like fuels my fire to, Try to be better, but at the same time, it's like a balance. You know, go either way, good or bad. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like you're critical of other people? Because I know we've already um, said that we're all pretty critical people when it comes to ourselves. Absolutely. I feel like my entire life, I try to get my dad's attention and, like, do anything to make my mom happy. Like, my ent- and I don't feel like they held me to that expectation. That's that's even something like I the unrealistic expectation I put on myself. Like I'm gonna do this so my dad's proud. I'm gonna do this so my mom's proud. I put that unrealistic expectation on myself. Like I actually had to bring it back. Like how you holding this person to that standard and you ain't even communicate that to them. Mm-hmm. And like how how you doing that? And I, I catch myself doing that a lot. Like I wouldn't have done that. So why are they doing that? And understanding like there's not only one way to do things and it's not always like my way is not only the only way, the right way. No facts. And, um, I was actually, I was talking to Haley about that last night as well. I was like, I love the fact that I'm able to look back because like, like you said, you were so critical to other people because you were trying to appease them. You wanted to get that validation, that attention. And you felt like you was doing them a service as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I told Haley, you know, I can look at myself now and, um, see how you know certain situations that arise how I would have previously identified with that mm-hmm. situation I would have been like oh you didn't do this or or Quan you supposed to be this type of son you're supposed to be this big brother you're mm-hmm. supposed to be you know this person and things like that I would identify with that previously and I told Haley I love the fact now that I'm able to look you know and be able to empathize with that with that part of me that existed at during those times when I would identify with things and be like, bro, Quan, like, if there's one thing I want to tell him is like, man, I love how um, caring you are. I love how responsible you want to be. But realize that you are not responsible for everything. Realize that you can only do what you can do. And it is not your job to save the world or for me. It was my, my, what I felt like was my duty, my job playing football was to make it pay for every single person in my family to live a very abundant life, mm-hmm. you know? And I used to identify with that. And it's for me now, I can look at myself and say, Quan, I love that about you. Mm-hmm. But understand, like, don't, don't take those things that you want to do as someone making you do them. Mm-hmm. Don't put that pressure on yourself as if someone is, pressuring you into making it or doing this as if someone said, Quan, do this for me, mm-hmm. you know? And I look and I tell Haley, I mean, it's just, I feel so like, so good now. Like I can see that. I can see how I was. I can see how I was an active participant. If not the main, no, I was the main participant in my own suffering mm-hmm. because I attached myself to these things that never existed. I made them up in my mind. I let my mind make them up. And with that, I just, I can feel that grace, that growth in between. And, you know, from a standpoint of complete neutrality, just look at everything and realize, you know, I am, I have responsibilities and by me, I'm going to make sure that I do my, do the utmost 
that I can to hold myself accountable and to do the things that I have to do. But also I don't need to identify with what I'm doing, you know, and, um, I was listening to a video earlier about, you know, we say, what am I, who am I? And, you know, we fit ourselves into roles and things like that. And that's what I'm feeling that I'm transcending as a role and that I'm just becoming, um, a person on earth, but something even deeper than that. You feel me a part of this whole thing, this, this, the cosmos and everything. And I just, I thought that was amazing and um, amazing feeling like an aha moment, like a revelation for me. Like, okay, dang, like I see it now. Not only do I feel it, but now I see it in this situation. How do you start something new without necessarily being overtaken by that anxious feeling? Like how, what's your mindset going into starting something new? It's, it's always something, you know what I mean? So um, for me, it's definitely trying to be, going back to being intentional um, and really focusing on, not too much though, you know. So you don't want to like too much. Yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to, uh, I try to just always, uh, especially going into a field I want to go into. I want to always be myself. So I try to always keep it natural. You know what I mean? So make sure I'm having fun. Um, but also when it comes down to it, it's just being intentional and understanding that um, it's going to be highs and lows. Mine would be just not attaching any specific outcome to anything. Like okay, I'm going to try this and. I don't think it's going to turn out this way. I don't think it's going to turn out any type of way. Just go there, let it flow as naturally as possible. Let it be. And if I, if I love it, continue with it. And if, if I don't feel good about it, I like to like trust my intuition on things like that. When it comes to like starting something new, if I don't like it from jump, then I might try it like one or two more times. If I don't like it, then it, then I don't like it. So mm. I've caught myself being a very sequential thinker at times. And um, I'm learning that se- sequential that, that method of thinking sometimes can put us in a to-do list or a schedule and make it seem like everything has got to be lined up like this and then whatever happens is at the end. But now I'm seeing in this sequential-looking way, you can only see, you know, so many things. You're not seeing the bigger picture. And for me now, it's time to take a step back, really just seeing the, the, the picture and not just part of the picture and from that, I find grace in that. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Perspective. Um, feel free to leave a review, um, rating, or also to even email us email us at perspectivepodcast3 at gmail.com with any feedback, topic recommendations, questions, comments, anything. We look forward to you tuning into the next episode. Thank you. Yeah.